Something that I struggle with is cravings. They're so strong at times and they seem like real hunger, you know? I get very fussy, like I want it now. The hanger is too real. Yes, I think we've all been super hungry or hangry before, okay? And that primal drive is real. But the reality is hunger and cravings aren't the same, which is exactly why you need to know how to spot the difference. And today we're going to reveal the special and unique signatures of both hunger and cravings. And you'll learn more about what drives your appetite and need to eat. And that way you can know the difference and make an informed choice the next time you decide to eat. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. Hunger is a powerful drive in all animals, and that's because it's a biological signal that's key to survival. But what about cravings? I mean, when I'm craving something, that drive to eat feels pretty primal to me. Good point. Well, that's because hunger and cravings absolutely do feel the same. And that's because your brain and body's signals can sometimes merge together and become confusing. So you see, your brain knows that food is the most reliable solution for removing the discomfort of hunger, okay? So biologically, that's what's helped us naturally gravitate to reach for food in response to mood. Basically, cravings are the brain's way to get relief from all of our other modern-day discomforts like stress or lack of sleep and even emotional discomfort too. So how can I tell the difference between real hunger versus cravings? Well, in the most simplistic terms, hunger is a signal from the body, okay, and cravings are a signal from the brain. Now, hunger is a physical feeling that your body gets in response to a physical need for nutrition and energy, okay? Hunger sends the signal to the brain telling the brain to find food. Okay, so this sounds like a notification your brain gets from the body saying, you need to eat. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Hunger initially presents and signals gradually, you know, as a physical sensation. Okay. And initially it's reasonable. All right. It's gentle and it's polite. And maybe you're going to get something like a few tummy growls, but then it's going to progress and it's going to deliver more intense signals. Okay. And this is by design because the body wants to be reasonable and it wants to give the brain a chance to go find food. Right. I got to make the food. Yeah, you got to make the food. And the body wants to make sure that the brain is properly motivated to go make the food, okay? Because our brain basically likes to conserve energy. And I like to think that our brain is basically lazy, all right? And that's why real hunger signals will progress to the point where they become more disruptive. And they're going to continue to increase and intensify and become more disruptive to get that lazy brain to get moving. Okay, so the hunger intensifies if it's ignored. It gets more aggressive. But the physical signals you're referring to, like for me, the tummy growls, that doesn't always happen for me. Sometimes I feel really tired when I'm hungry or I don't have any symptoms at all until I'm overly hungry and then I get nauseous. So like why is the signal not the same every time all the time? Well, you know what? That's a great point. And it would be more simplistic, okay, and easy that way, but every body is different, okay? So therefore, everybody's hunger signal isn't the same. And that's what's so tricky, okay? You see, hunger presents a little bit differently in all of us. And it can be anything from, you know, that growling, noisy tummy to a feeling of lightheadedness, okay, or maybe even a drop in energy 
or a change in mood, you know? And like you said, for you, it's the nausea, right? And sometimes for some people, it can even interrupt their concentration or focus. And sometimes it can make it hard for you to pay attention, all right? So what I'm saying is the signal itself, it can vary and it can change and it can present in a variety of different ways, which means basically you need to be able to recognize the pattern of progression. So you're saying that no matter what, real hunger will always follow a pattern and it will always progress. Exactly. Okay. The pattern is one that's going to be rising and subsiding. Okay. And here's what I mean. Hunger will initially and gradually rise up. And then if it's ignored, it will gently subside. Okay. The hunger will progress and persist, which means it's going to rise up again and continue to intensify and increase to the point of disruption. Yeah, I'd say it's more like an explosion or an eruption. Like the nausea that I get is always so strong if I let it get to that point. Right. And you don't want to let it get to the point of nausea or any other disruption. Okay. So if you want to really remember, you know, how this works naturally as nature intended, you want to think about other signals that the body sends, like when your body needs hydration or sleep. Okay. So what signal does your body send when it needs water? that I'm thirsty. Right. And interestingly enough, there's an entire cascade of additional signals that your body uses to continue to push you to hydrate and to drink water. Okay. So thirst will progress. And, you know, you start out by feeling thirsty, but then it's going to progress to the point where you feel tired or maybe even feel dizzy. I always get a headache when I'm dehydrated. Okay. That's great. No, what? <laughs> yeah, that's great that you've learned your body's unique signature and signal that it sends when you need hydration, okay? That's what we're talking about here today, becoming more aware, all right? It's different and unique for everyone. All these signals are, okay? And sometimes, you know, in the case of hydration, when the body needs water, it might even try to send you a hunger signal too. Really? That's crazy. So if my body needs water, I might feel hungry? Yeah, and that's because water is an essential nutrient that the body needs to survive. And that's all the more reason why, that you want to make sure that you really know your body and its signals and what it needs. Okay. I mean, you mentioned sleep too, and I think we've all felt the very real physical sensations of being tired and needing sleep. Right. And that's how all of these natural signals follow, you know, that same pattern of progression, okay? They all have a rising and subsiding signal, okay, that's going to persist to the point of interrupting and disrupting your overall function. Right. Like losing focus or even nodding off when you're overtired. Exactly. Okay, so how are cravings different? Okay, well, cravings actually function the same. They'll also rise and subside, but cravings also have a unique signature, okay, because they're typically activated in response to a trigger. And I'm going to answer your question more directly and explain exactly how cravings work in a minute, okay? But first, it's important to mention that triggers are a hallmark signature of cravings, and they're part of a really big topic in and of themselves. And unfortunately, we don't have time here today in this episode to unpack all of the triggers and how they work, okay? Because there are a lot of things that trigger cravings. And it can be anything from an event or a situation to an emotion or stress or even lack of sleep or a substance in a food that can trigger cravings. 
Right. And that's why you provide lots of instructional content and workshops all designed to help our members learn how to identify the triggers and overcome cravings. So if you're listening and you'd like to learn more about our program, we have all the details on our website. You can sign up at any time at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. Thanks, AJ. And I do have to say, I did a lot of research and I invested a lot in the content, okay, because cravings and triggers were something that I really needed to learn to overcome for myself. You know, even after I lost my weight and I initially was landing at my healthy weight, I continued to battle cravings for years, okay? And that's because I didn't truly know what caused cravings and I didn't understand how they were triggered. And I was unknowingly self-sabotaging and falling into all these trigger traps that I didn't even know existed. Right. Cravings and triggers are a big struggle for me too. I would definitely say I'm an emotional eater and you always warn me about eating food for mood. That's right. And that's because it's easy to lean into our emotions or our feelings when we decide we want to eat. You know, that's normal. All right. When we're eating for mood, it can either be a good mood or a bad mood, and we're basically turning to food, okay? And we're more likely eating in response to cravings and not real hunger, which brings us back full circle on track to talk more about cravings. cravings. Yes, okay. So here's what you need to know about cravings. All right. Cravings are a signal from the brain, okay? So that's how they're uniquely different from hunger. Now, remember, Hunger is from the body, and cravings are the signal from the brain. And we typically respond to both by eating, okay? And the reality is we all eat for three reasons, relief, reward, and routine. Relief is what the brain needs when it feels tired, you know, stressed, or under pressure, okay? It wants a break. So it will ask for food to help. Okay, so why does the brain think that food is the solution? Well, okay, remember earlier when I mentioned that this is exactly why it's easy to confuse hunger with cravings? It's because our brain knows that food will reliably remove the discomfort of hunger, okay? So at a biological level, we've all been programmed, and that's what's helped us naturally gravitate to reach for food in response to mood. The brain wants relief. Yeah, when you get a craving, you probably have noticed that it's typically for a sweet, sugary substance or a starchy carb, okay? Or maybe even a fatty, savory treat. (laughs) Yes, I get cravings for sweets, especially (laughs) all the time. Just talking about them is a trigger. Okay, and that's because these foods typically act as a stimulant that delivers pleasure or reward or a good feeling to the brain. More specifically, though, I'd say it's about the substances that are in the foods, okay? And it's the things like the sugar that reliably trigger or stimulate the brain and provide a dopamine response of pleasure. Or, you know, those fast-acting carbs that hit the bloodstream and create this surge or rush that activate and trigger the reward circuits in the brain. Wow. So it's literally acting like a drug. Exactly. Okay. And the reason why this matters is because this entire process of reaching for food in response to cravings works a lot like anything that stimulates a brain. All right. Once the brain experiences that pleasure or good feeling, it wants more. So how does that work? I think of it like a loop, okay? Your brain wants to repeat this loop. It wants to stay on the ride and continue to feel that good feeling or stimulation. And so it works from its memory. And remember all of those sugary, starchy, fatty foods we just talked about? Those foods are the ones that we commonly crave, right? Yeah. 
Well, those foods and drinks are what the brain's remembered to be a reliable source of stimulation and good feelings. Okay. So now the brain sends out a signal and it's craving for a specific food or a substance. And this is the key difference, okay? It's not a signal for nutrition. It's a signal for a reward or stimulation or comfort and relief. And what's different is that it's not asking for relief from hunger. It's asking for relief from bad feelings, stress, or discomfort. Okay. I mean, it sounds a lot like addiction. Yeah, that's right. It does sound a lot like addiction. And just like any addiction, it starts with a trigger, okay? And a trigger is what activates this entire process. And it's what sets the signal off in your brain that motivates you and drives you to find food. And in the case of cravings, okay, the trigger can be something like, you know, relief, which we just talked about, the relief from stress, from, you know, lack of sleep, emotional or mental discomfort. And by the way, Mental discomfort can be anything from feelings, emotions, you know, sadness, depression. Okay, so feelings like loneliness, stress, and anxiety? Yeah, right. (laughs) Even boredom, okay? Because when I'm saying that we're eating food in response to mood, you know, that's basically what I'm talking about. And some people call it emotional eating. Okay, that's the emotional, mental, or physical discomfort. The second most common type of trigger you mentioned is reward. Yes, and by reward, I mean pleasure. Because at a primal level, our brain wants pleasure, and its entire drive is to feel good and avoid pain. Okay, and that's why when you've had a hard day and you've worked hard, what does your brain think you deserve? A reward! This could also fit for when you felt like you've had a great day or done a good job. That's why I hear people justifying certain foods with, you deserve it. That's right. Okay, and this nicely brings us to the final reason why we eat. Routine. Okay, most of us have a routine eating pattern of eating, you know, in different locations or times, you know, like after we get home from work or from school, we eat. You always tell me that when I sit down at the end of the night and want something to eat, that that's a craving and not a real need for more food. It's a craving established out of my routine of snacking at the end of the night. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I'm 100% the same. Okay, that's me too, all the way. I definitely have an evening snacking routine. And you know, it's great that we're surfacing this point, okay, because the goal is to understand the difference between cravings versus hunger, and it all starts with awareness. Exactly. It's your slogan, change what you know, change what you do. Right. Or you can just keep doing what you do. You know, for me, my evening routine is commonly snacking on the couch, watching TV. You know, I've got a bag of popcorn, okay? And that's a routine. It's basically my habit. And my mind and my body will always reliably tell me, hey, it's time to snack. It's time for popcorn. Exactly. And this is an important point. Okay, if you've listened to prior episodes, like the episode we have on vacations and holidays, then you learned that your body works to maintain patterns and routines, which is why, you know, if you're going to repeat something like snacking or eating at a specific time of day or in a specific place, okay, you need to know that your mind and body are both pattern-finding machines that, you know, like routine, okay? They like to find the patterns, and they're going to work to learn those patterns and routines. Like the pattern and routine of eating on the couch or snacking when I get home from work. Yep, your body and brain will learn that routine, and then they'll signal you to go ahead and repeat it, which means that you're going to get a signal to eat. Okay, so now you have to stop and think, are you really hungry 
Or is the snack just a habitual craving? Mm, yeah. I've definitely fallen into habitual eating patterns before. Yeah, me too. Okay, I definitely have. And, you know, I want to make sure to highlight a few more important points about cravings, okay? You're going to notice that a craving is going to work to really try hard to mimic hunger, all right? It's going to rise and subside, so you're going to notice that it's going to come in a wave, which is exactly why most of the time you're going to hear people say, you know, if you're craving something, don't give in. Just distract yourself or, you know, just try to ignore it. Really? Why? Well, because they know it's really going to go away. It's going to come and it's going to go and eventually it's just going to die out. All right. But the problem is the brain is really powerful and it's convincing, which is why it creates an illusion of urgency to try to convince you to eat. Okay. Sounds so mysterious. <laughs> How do I look out for the illusion? The illusion of urgency. Okay, so here's how that works. Once that trigger has been activated, the brain will persist by igniting an emotional feeling, all right? And this is what's unique about cravings. A craving's going to present with a lot of what, you know, I call brain chatter or self-talk, okay? So you're going to hear yourself saying things like, I feel like ice cream or, you know, maybe I want something, you know, sweet or I want something crunchy, right? My brain literally will just say, ice cream? Really? That's it? Yeah, just the suggestion of the treat sends me to the fridge. <laughs> it does not take much to convince me that I want it. That's funny. Okay, well, you know what? That actually just puts us right back to, you know, the point that every signal has a unique signature and we all, you know, need to know ourselves. And when it comes down to knowing how cravings will show up for you, it sounds like you've got it down. Okay, so you're saying I need to look out for signals of want and desire because those are always cravings. Those are signature craving, you know, cues, wanting something or desiring it, okay? And here's another thing that you might notice. You might even hear your brain signal in protest, okay? It's going to tell you, you know, I don't feel like eating what I brought for lunch or, you know, maybe it's I don't want what I planned for dinner. All right. It's sort of like a toddler tantrum. Any of that sound familiar? Yeah. Sometimes I feel a little bit like the kid throwing a fit in the grocery aisle. Okay. Let's be clear. You were that kid throwing the oh, tantrums. No, come on. I was not that bad. Oh, my goodness. Please do not bring me back there. All right. Let's stay on this. I'm going to say that the last thing that you need to know to recognize cravings is the obsession. Okay. So you mean that the way that my brain just obsesses over the ice cream? Yes. It's the compulsive demands that your brain will make in order to try to convince you to eat. So here's another thing that happens. Your brain will also so spike your adrenaline, okay, and it's going to recruit as many of your senses as possible. Smell, sight, sound, all of it, okay? That's your brain igniting that primal hunter and gatherer drive. And that's why cravings feel so demanding. They feel compulsive and overwhelming. So here's the key takeaway. If you're thinking about a specific food or substance, you can be fairly certain that's a craving. It's not real hunger. In my experience, real hunger doesn't talk and there's no brain chatter or specific demands. Okay, so now I can see how this can be so confusing because both hunger and cravings use a signal and they both follow the pattern of rising and subsiding. Yes, that's true. Okay, and cravings are tricky because your brain is clever in disguising itself as hunger. Yeah, but remember, here's the key. 
The one thing that the brain doesn't know how to emulate is that physical disruption and interruption that real hunger creates, okay? Cravings are going to send obsessive thoughts, but cravings don't truly disrupt your body's function. Okay, what's the bottom line? So what's the best way for me to really know if I'm hungry? Okay, well, let's look back at why we eat, all right? And that's really important because hunger and cravings, they're only part of the equation. Remember, we said we eat for three reasons, relief, reward, and routine. Okay, so let's start with that last one, routine, because this is the real answer to your question. Time of day is a very common routine way that we've all been taught to eat, right? Oh, sure, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three meals a day. Exactly. And that's because the body doesn't want to get to the point where it needs to become disruptive. All right. It wants to give you a pattern to follow and a routine that you can anticipate. And that's why your metabolic hormones will signal three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. And that way you can plan in advance of its signaling. All right. You can anticipate a natural hunger signal. Okay, so that sounds great. We should all just plan on eating on a routine then, right? Yeah, I'd say the best plan is to start to work to restore your natural hunger signals. And, you know, the first step in that direction is to aim at eating three meals a day, okay, and try to eliminate snacking between meals. Oh, right. I used to snack a lot more until you told me more about how weight loss works which is our free mini course on our website. Even if you're not looking to lose weight and only trying to maintain, this mini course really covers all about how your body works. So be sure to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of great information in there. Okay, so I would say the good news message here today is that we can all teach our body and our brain a new pattern, and we can all naturally acclimate adjust and adapt to any new routine. All right. And I know that we said the three reasons why we eat, you know, relief, reward and routine. Well, I don't want to drive by that reward component too quickly. Okay. Because remember, reward eating basically is something that we all do. All right. We all eat for pleasure. Culturally, okay, we all gather to eat for holidays and special occasions and we celebrate around food and we absolutely all eat food as a reward too. That's the, I deserve a treat. I worked hard today. I earned it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and let's be clear. It's okay to eat for pleasure and reward sometimes. We all do it, all right? And we absolutely all need to eat for pleasure. I mean, a big part of enjoying life is to feel good. I mean, yeah, food is great. And I know you talk all the time about enjoying exceptional foods on occasion. We covered that a lot in detail in our recent episode about vacations and holidays. I mean, it's your motto, enjoy yourself, don't destroy yourself. Precisely, I want to emphasize the point here, all right? The point isn't to eliminate reward eating. The point is to be aware of why you're eating. Isn't that the whole approach of Ovia, though? Yep. It's all about awareness and understanding, really, right? Yep, that's exactly right. I mean, if you want to eat, go for it. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I say it's all about, you know, just being aware, creating awareness so that then you can make a choice if you want to eat. Okay, so... I want to make sure our listeners know how to quickly identify real hunger. So let's wrap up with some tips. Okay. Yep. How do you identify real hunger? All right. The first step is to validate it. All right. You want to check in with your body and you want to see if you have a physical sensation of some kind. All right. Then you know, yes, the hunger signal is real. Okay. But realistically, most of us don't know. All right. Like we've talked about because we're not entirely dialed in and aware. So what if I'm not sure? Okay, then you ask yourself, why 
am I eating? All right. And this is where you want to dial into remembering the three reasons why most of us eat. Relief, reward, and routine. Okay, perfect. And ask yourself, am I eating for one of those reasons? And I'd say that the trickiest one of the three is routine, okay? Which is why, you know, you really want to double down and validate the point and ask yourself, when was the last time that I ate, all right? Now, if it was more than three to four hours ago, well, you probably need to eat, okay? The signal is probably real hunger. Okay, well, now what if it's been less than three hours? Okay, if it's less than three hours and you're not feeling any other disruptive feelings or physical sensations, then, you know, try drinking eight to 12 ounces of water, okay? Because water is a great way to snooze real hunger, all right? Remember, you know, dehydration can also mimic hunger, all right? And if the hunger is real, it's going to rise up again, and it's going to send you another signal, and then you'll know that it's real. Okay, because it rises and subsides. Exactly. And, you know, there's one other thing that I need to tell you about, and it's cortisol. Which is the stress hormone. Yeah, and the reason why this matters is anytime you don't get enough sleep or anytime you're stressed, that stress hormone, cortisol, is circulating in your body, which means that your appetite will likely increase and your body's need to eat for relief and reward will likely be triggered, okay? Which means that in addition to that fatigue and the stress that you might be feeling, you're also going to be battling some cravings too. So that's why you always tell me to prioritize my sleep and self-care. Exactly. Listen, if you want more and you don't want to wait until next week, good news, you don't have to. Emerson goes live on Facebook and Instagram every week, where she gives you quick tips and answers your questions in real time. If you want to join, be sure to like our page and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you catch a live or watch a previous one, you can enable push notifications so you can know every time she goes live. I hope I see you online. I'd love the opportunity to interact with you. And I have so much more information that I'd love to share with you. So if you want to learn more, head on over to our website. It's where you can join our membership program right now. And as a member, you'll get even more content and tips on how to spot decoy hunger signals. And you'll also learn how to restore your authentic hunger signals too. And as a member, Emerson is your weight loss and wellness coach. We have an extensive video library that dives so much deeper into all the topics we discussed today. Triggers, how to break the addiction to eating and food, and how to restore natural hunger cues. If you want this information and so much more, check out our website at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program and get our free mini courses and enroll in our membership at any time. And remember, you can also find tips, tricks, motivation, and recipes in all those live streams by following us on social media at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. I hope I helped you change what you know about how cravings and hunger work because it's my job to help you lose the weight by changing what you know so that you can change what you do and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. 